Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Okay, let's see. Today is 10 June 2018, the Sunday time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. Uh, a couple things to uh, say thank you for. Is the first is a bandana. Now, if you're ever lost, if you ever go to uh, uh, Death Valley, I would like you to come by my house and get this bandana. If you get lost, it is probably the most unique bandana I have. It's an actual map of all of Death Valley. So, uh, which uh, I, I'm not sure if there's some symbolism having Death Valley all wrapped around my head. But anyway, I want to thank Mike Provident. He's out in Ohio for that. And, you know, I feel so bad because I went out, as you know, I've spent a week out in Washington. And we went to, I, I said Ohio, I meant Idaho. Um, I, uh, uh, when I was out in Washington, we went to Idaho and we went hunting. And I never thought, you know, I live close, or I'm going to be close to where some of the people that attend online live. And come to find out, this guy was literally just a short drive away from where we were, and I could have said, hey, meet us over here, and, you know, anyway, I, I'm sorry about that for everybody that I was close to. I just never even dawned on me. I don't plan very far ahead in life. And so, uh, anyway, but then we have one more thank you, and this is something that everybody in the church here um, should be aware of. In the back, there are, well, there aren't 40 anymore because I kept four at home, but there, there are 36 moon pies that were sent from the moon pie factory. Um, they were sent by uh, Michael and Donna uh, Geyer. How did I spell that? I can't read my own. Yeah, Geyer. I was right. And um, they, uh, they sent us some a couple years ago, and then she, you know, got desire to send us some more and they came in believe it or not last night and the church isn't open but I told the mail girl anytime we get something delivered here if we're not here just to give it to the Thai restaurant because they're my old business partners and they got it and I'm surprised these got out of the Thai restaurant if they had known what was in there they would not have but anyway we want to thank them very much as a matter of fact from the box they had a little piece of cardboard on the top of them and I spent hours and hours doing a drawing to thank both um, Mike and uh, Michael and Donna. So there you go. Thank you from, from all of us. But, uh, yeah, very wonderful stuff. Yeah, it took me hours to make that beautiful painting. Anyway, it's not a, a, a Doug Tallerson quality, but it's, it's pretty good, Charlie. All right, so here we go. Let's see. Our first category, as always, is Israel. And we have from the Jerusalem Post, amid rising tension with Iran, Israel to join largest international navy exercise. Now, this is something they have never joined before, but they are going to do that. It says Israel will participate for the first time in the biennial RIMPAC multinational naval exercise led by the United States Third Fleet off the coast of Hawaii in Southern California. So they're going to be all the way around the world doing this. Let's see here. RIMPAC, the world's largest international maritime exercise, will be held from June 27th, just another 17 days from now to August 2nd. Then we'll see the participation of, listen to this, 26 nations, 47 surface ships, five submarines, 18 national land forces, and more than 200 aircraft and 25,000 personnel. With the theme of RIMPAC 2018 being capable, adaptive partners, the drill will work to increase multinational cooperation and trust as well as enhance interoperability of troops. Israel will be joining the other first-time participants, Brazil, Sri Lanka, and Vietnam. Imagine that. All of them are going to be in this naval exercise. Other countries participating in RIMPAC 2018 are Australia, Brunei, Canada, 
Chile, Colombia, France, Germany, India, and then one I wouldn't expect, Indonesia, Japan. Another I wouldn't expect would be Malaysia. So Indonesia, Malaysia, along with Brunei, but maybe a little less so with them. And then we have Mexico, Netherlands, New Zealand, Peru, South Korea, the Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, Tonga, and the United Kingdom. The reason why I say Indonesia and Malaysia is they're Muslim nations. They have no relationship with Israel. They won't allow them in to have sporting events with them, and they don't go to Israel for their sporting events, even if it's a World Cup or something. So um, I'm surprised that they are going to be in this together. China was uninvited from participating due to its ongoing militarization of the disputed Spratly Islands in the South China Sea. They're making waves out in the waves, and nobody likes it, so they're uninvited. From Haaretz, another interesting one. In first, Israel participates in major NATO exercise near Russia. A major U.S.-led military exercise with 18,000 soldiers from 19 primarily NATO countries has kicked off in the alliance's eastern flank involving Poland and three Baltic states of Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. The U.S. Army... Europe said the Saber Strike 18 drill is spread around the region until June 15th as a demonstration of the commitment and solidarity of the alliance at the time when Russia's military maneuvers are increasingly worrying nearby NATO members. Non-NATO member Israel will be taking part in Saber Strike for the first time. Several dozen Israeli paratroopers are being sent to Eastern Europe to take part in the exercise. I, I find it amazing. They're, they're moving up in the world. Um, and it's always, there's always politics involved with this. If Israel's being drawn into these two things, it's for a reason. All right? Until now, it has been one huge exercise, but this year it was decided to split it into two different scenarios. One scenario is a large exercise of 18,000 fighters from many countries, while the second, in which Israel will take part, will have a more limited number of troops. During the exercise, the fighters will be trained in combat in several countries, contend with airstrikes by foreign forces, and cross bridges and rivers. So good job, Israel, on the ascendancy. And from the Times of Israel. Netanyahu orders funds withheld from the Palestinian Authority to compensate victims of kite attacks. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, but the fakes have been over there on the other side of the border. And what they do is when the wind is blowing this way, then they take kites and they put uh, Molotov cocktails on them. They put bombs on them. They send them into Israel and it has caused a great deal of damage, fires, leveling buildings, etc. So now they are going to be charged for their efforts. Prime Minister Netanyahu ordered Israel to withhold funds from the Palestinian Authority in order to compensate farmers living on the Gaza border who have had their crops destroyed by massive fires sparked by flaming kites sent from the Palestinian enclave. The Prime Minister instructed the NSC head Meir Ben Shabbat to work on a process that would withhold payments to offset compensation for the communities living on the Gaza border, who have seen tens of thousands of acres of fields and nature reserves destroyed in blazes over the past month and a half. So far, the damages to agriculture since March are estimated at 1.4 million U.S., according to the tax authority. Critics pointed out that the Palestinian Authority does not control the Gaza Strip and its loggerheads with the Hamas terror group that has ruled Gaza since ousting the FA in 2007. Penalizing the Palestinians for the Hamas actions would almost certainly not encourage Hamas to stop the kite arson. It would probably have the opposite effect. Big deal. 
they have their land burning. The money is supposed to go over to those people from the Fakistinians. If it doesn't, that's their problem. They're really cutting the, cutting themselves off in this world. You know, they've they've uh, got cut off from the United States because of their policies. The rest of the world is trying to make up for it. All they're doing is they're funding these people to destroy Israel from around the world. And we're not a part of that. So thank goodness. Why not? After embassy move, Trump weighs Jerusalem consulate changes. I love our president. Everything he does just has the whole world upset. He's got the G7. I don't know if you've been following what's been going on. Oh, he's just wonderful. If they don't like it, it means he's doing the right thing. Oh, anyway, here's another one. U.S. officials say President Trump is considering giving U.S. Ambassador to Israel, David Freeman, more authority over the United States outpost that handles Fakistinian affairs. The shift would further dampen Fakistinian hopes for an independent state. Uh, Downgrading the consulate's uh, autonomy could further the perception the U.S. is moving toward recognizing full Israeli sovereignty over areas claimed by the Fakistinians for a future state. It's unclear exactly what changes Trump may ultimately make or when, but officials say Friedman wants the embassy in Jerusalem to subsume the consulate. Other possibilities include letting the consulate retain some day-to-day authorities while the embassy directs policy decisions. Christian News Today, I call this Diving Board Seminar, Uh, starting out with uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. I think everybody has heard this. If you haven't, you haven't been paying attention, but um, it's something that I would like to put into two separate articles and just give my thoughts on it. Jesse Duplantis Destrahan, which is where he lives, televangelist, seeks donations for a $54 million jet. I really believe that the Lord Jesus Christ, if he was physically on the earth today, people always use that as as some type of argument for whatever they want to say. I saw one a day ago, or it was this morning, actually. Some uh, gay people said if Jesus were here today, he would have baked that cake, right? Okay. Everybody wants to use if, if, if. Well, I can tell you one, if they say if, it ain't correct. All right. Here we go. He said if he were on the earth today, he wouldn't be riding a donkey. He'd be in an airplane flying all over the world. He came at a certain point in history to make a theological point about what he was doing, including riding on a donkey. Remember, he's coming back on a white horse. That's right. He's not coming on a donkey. So there's a reason for that. Okay. There's a reason why things happen in the Bible the way they do. For him to say that actually to me is bordering on blasphemy. It really is. It's just terrible that he would even say something like that. And then he adds in the if, which means I'm going to justify my selfish actions by doing this. $54 million worth of them. He says um, in the video, Duplantis said, God told him, which I guarantee you God did not tell him, I want you to believe in me for a Falcon 7X. He tells viewers, pray about becoming a partner to it. Now, what does that mean to you? When somebody says, pray about becoming a partner to it, that means I want you to, yeah, I want you to support the money with money, okay? So, his solicitation comes four months after another televangelist, which we reported on. Kenneth Copeland announced he had bought a new Gulfstream V-Jet. Duplantis and Copeland defended their use of private jets. In a segment on Copeland's TV program, they argued that commercial planes were full of a bunch of demons that will bog down their busy schedules with prayer requests. So they don't want to be bothered with prayer requests by the demons. On And as I said, they could fly anywhere in the world on commercial aircraft. Anywhere. They could do it first class, and they could fly every day for the rest of their lives, and they would not come close to the cost of one of these planes. Okay, They would have their first class travel and all of these things. And not only that, But when you get a $54 million jet, 
you have to pay gas, you have to pay landing fees, you have to pay for a pilot, you have to pay for all of those type of things. And because of that, it's not 54 million. We're talking a lot more than that. And secondly, he has three jets already. Yes. Thing is, I, I don't remember hearing about any disciple or any of Jesus' followers riding around in a big brass chariot with five. That's right. Horses That's right. He, he said, if you didn't hear him, he said he didn't uh, ever hear of any of Jesus' disciples or followers riding around in big brass chariots with a line of horses pulling them, which would be equivalent today of a jet like that. No, Paul walked everywhere he went. He got on boats and he sailed on boats. He was shipwrecked. He, you know, he was in jail in cold prisons. He wasn't out there living the high life, and so that's exactly what happened there. And uh, so all your demons, send your yeah, money all your demons, money. send me your money, and we'll pray for you collectively. But we don't want to hear your individual prayer requests. Anyway, you know what? I just want you to know that this is very bad handling of what the Lord has entrusted you with. If the man is saved at all, I don't listen to him. I don't care about him. That type of uh, TV evangelism does nothing for me. Uh, when they, they, you know, the first thing you see when you go onto one of their websites is a big flashing donate button. All right. Anyway, from New Orleans, Louisiana, again. Jesse Duplantis denies asking followers to pay for $54 million jet, only to believe. Well, that's not what it said in the previous article. In, in his video, he said, pray about becoming a partner to it. So he's lying now. He's covering up what he did because people don't like this with a lie. He goes on. It says um, in a new message, he says he's not asking them to pay for it, only believe with me. Well, somebody's got to pay for it. It ain't you, right? Okay. I've never raised money for the plane. I put it in our magazine and said, believe God with me. So he's just, he's, he's a shark. Okay. There are vast difference between believing God and asking for money. Actually, no, because the money, the plane has to be paid for with Money, thank you. DePlantis said his 40-year-old ministry has duped, I mean reached, uh, 106 million households in the U.S. and 2.9 billion people worldwide. Among the Jesse DePlantis ministry's holdings are Covenant Church and what the St. Charles Herald Guide has described as a, now listen to this, 34,986 square foot house with 25 rooms and two double car garages, plus his three and now to be four airplanes. 30, 34,000. My neighbor's house is giant. It looks like a hospital. Anybody that's been to my house has seen it. It's giant. It's only 7,000 square feet, and it is massive. It is massive. Imagine this. 34, you could fit four and a half of my neighbor's houses inside of this guy's house with room to spare. Absolutely crazy that people send money to people like that. I don't care what he's doing. He's not doing it that's worth that. Anyway, we'll go on. Mail online. Vatican declares it is now okay to play sports on Sunday as long as you don't miss mass. Yes. Report declares sport a rich source of values that brings communities together. Playing sports on the Sabbath, a little correction there, the Sabbath is a Saturday. There's no such thing as a Sunday Sabbath. That's an error. That's a category mistake. But sports on the Sabbath, previously a gray area among Catholics. Dope Francis, a known supporter of football, has backed the move. Of course he has. Athletes in the past have refused to compete on Sundays because of their faith. Well, if you can get them to compete on Sunday, then they're making more money because sports athletes get paid a lot. And when you tell them that they need to give to the church, then you get a lot in return. So it all comes back to money. Telegraph. Transgender people encouraged 
encouraged to become priests in the Church of England diversity drive. So if you are a transgender, we are encouraging you to join the priesthood. Yes, yay, I like that, thank you. Bishops in the Diocese of Litchfield have issued new guidance to parishioners and clergy, reminding them that LGBT people can be called to roles of leadership and service in the church. The guidance warns that the church's reputation as being unwelcoming towards gays and transgender people is stopping young people attending. So that's all they care about. They don't care about this. They don't care about what God thinks. All they care about is young people attending. So they have another generation to fund their perversion. Okay, nobody should be told that their sexual or gender identity in itself makes them unsuitable candidate for leadership in the church. Well, I guess if they would read the book of 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy and Titus, which are known as the, anybody know what the name of the three books are? The begins with a P and ends with astorals. The pastorals, okay? Yes. Um, if you would read those, I think that God would disagree with what they say there. Anyway, okay. The new guidance, which is signed by three other bishops within the diocese, warns clergy that they may not tell or insinuate to people that sexual orientation or gender identity will be changed by faith or that homosexuality or gender difference is a sign of immaturity or a lack of faith. So they're saying it is completely fine, absolutely has nothing to do with faith at all that you can do these things now in the Church of England. And remember, I said it just less than a year ago, the Church of England is going down like this and it's going to come to this, it's come to that within a year. Okay, from BIN, Trump picks Christians United for Israel, Regional Director for Commission on Religious Freedom. Now, this isn't part of the diving board thing. This is a good thing. I wanted to close out Christian with a good thing. President Trump has appointed Gary Bauer, the Washington Director of the Christians United for Israel Action Fund, to the U.S. Committee on International Religious Freedom. Okay, now in 2014, Obama appointed Catholics from the National Catholic Register. So we see a difference. We have an evangelical, somebody that supports biblical Christianity that's been appointed by our president. He does just wonderful things. You know, I did I say it, was it um, Thursday night? I didn't say it last week, so I'll say it now. If you have not seen President Trump's Rose Lawn speech, which was a couple days ago, it must have been like Tuesday, maybe it was Wednesday, he uh uh, invited a black person up that was uh, once a prisoner. He was in federal prison, I believe it was. And while he was in there, he met Jesus. And then he brought up the person that arrested him and put him into federal prison, okay? And they're now very good friends. And in this very short speech, I think it was four minutes and 17 seconds or something, our president said, Christ, Lord, God, uh, Bible. Uh, he, he went, it was as if you were listening to a preacher preaching a sermon, it was the most wonderful, heart-lifting thing that I have seen come out of a president in years and years and years. Probably the last time I saw something that moved me that much was when uh, Reagan spoke after the Challenger disaster. And he said, those who broke the surly bonds of space and, you know, uh, the, just it was a beautiful speech that he made. And this is as good, if not better. It was wonderful. Please, if you can, go watch it. If you can't find it, maybe I can send you a link to it. But it was right on Fox News, about a four-minute presentation. Marvelous. Okay, from Islam today. From Khomeini IR at Khomeini IR, which is the leader of Iran, if you don't know that, our stance against Israel is the same stance we have always taken. Israel is a malignant cancer tumor in the West Asia region that has to be removed and eradicated. It is possible and it will happen. And the world is trying to support this guy. 
They're trying to keep this treaty alive when he says the leader of the nation says something like that in any country on this planet that would continue to support Iran after saying that should be absolutely appalled. We should we should cut them off completely. Anyway, and he does it every he does it constantly. This is just one that we pulled out. But the reason why I included that, because he does it so often, I thought I'd give you Israel's response. It was very cute. You know what a GIF is? You post it on um, Facebook, and it's, it's a picture that actually moves, right? They take a little clip out of a movie, and they put a GIF on a response to his tweet. Here's what it said. Israel responds with mean girls GIF after Iran's Ayatollah Khomeini's nuclear threats. And the girl says, why are you so obsessed with me? So it was very cute. So Israel has a sense of humor at somebody that wants to literally destroy them, that calls them a cancer. So good job, Israel. Mail online. Saudi Arabia issues its first driving licenses to women as it prepares to lift decades-long ban on female drivers this month. They said it was coming. The guy is actually making reforms in the land of Saudi Arabia. It's astonishing. So now I'm not saying that what they're doing is, you know, ever going to be anything of any value, right? They're still an Islamic nation and they've got all kinds of problems. But we did say they are going to start allowing churches in Saudi Arabia. That is unbelievable. And then women. Okay, Saudi Arabia is the only country, the only country in the world where women are not allowed to drive. It will lift its decades-long ban on female drivers on June 24th. In 14 days, get your plane tickets, kids. Go on over there and take a drive in Saudi Arabia. Okay? The first group of women to receive their Saudi driving licenses already held international licenses. So they just went in and they, they issued them. Got a picture of a girl getting hers. Times of Israel. Israel destroys unique Hamas tunnel extending into Israel via Egypt. This was unique. It was so cool I thought I'd, I'd report on it. Usually, you know, they put in a tunnel and they find it, they blow it up, and I might give a little comment on it. This was absolutely, it, it was brainy. You know, I, I tell people when we're always saying, oh, they're a bunch of ragheads, and, you know, people say things about Muslims like they're incapable of, listen, these are human beings made in the image of God. They're intelligent. They're devious, just like all people around the world, right? And so they thought of something that, but Israel caught it. It was ingenious, though. It says uh, the Israeli army struck what it said was a Hamas tunnel in the Gaza Strip that extended hundreds of meters into Egyptian territory, and then it backed around into Israeli territory. The IDF said the U-shaped attack tunnel destroyed near Rafah, and the Karim Shalom border crossing was still under construction and not yet usable. Good job, Israel. The military said the tunnel crossed from Gaza into Egypt and from there into southern Israel and was intended both for smuggling weapons and for attacks against Israel. Its full length was around 1.2 miles, and the segment inside Israeli territory was a half a mile long. They burrowed under Israel for a half a mile, and I know what Israel did. I know exactly what they did. They heard this thing being dug because they have that technology now. They waited as long as they could, and once they heard the tunnel coming up, once they heard that, they destroyed the whole thing. 1.2 miles of a tunnel is millions of dollars. Good job, Israel. Smart on their part, but it was very clever of them to at least try that. So give hats off to the uh, fake Estonians for one ingenious little attempt at, uh, but whatever. Anyway, um, I really wouldn't give them hats off. I was just saying that in tongue-in-cheek, but uh, maybe bandana off. Okay, uh, let's see here. Zero Hedge, Saudis halt orders from German companies. Big trouble between Saudi Arabia and Germany. Crown Prince deeply offended. 
Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman has ordered that all government contracts cease being awarded to German companies in what's being interpreted as an aggressive, punitive measure after a year of already deteriorating Saudi-German relations and as Germany has expressed its plan to stick by the Iran nuclear deal. You can see this is a wedge which is destroying alliances which have been around for a long time. Our previous president has really... Whether he knew it or not, he has redefined the shape of this world, okay? And it's all because we have a president now that is willing to undo what that guy did. So the world is being reshaped, and it comes down to, let's see, for Germans, the doors in Riyadh have suddenly been closed. Meetings with delegations from Germany that were set up before the crisis are being canceled. And it appears the healthcare sector has already been feeling the pressure. A senior German businessman in Saudi Arabia told Reuters that especially the healthcare sector was currently feeling added scrutiny when applying for Saudi tenders. They have even been asking, where are the products coming from? Are they made in Germany? Do you have other manufacturing sites? As soon as this is made in Germany, they have been rejecting any German applications for tender. Hey, there you go. The world's realigning. Mail online. Nine in ten crimes in Britain are never solved with the police in Trafford area of Manchester bringing zero criminals to book for 225 reported offenses last year. They're more worried about offending Muslims than they are about arresting people over there. Okay, we've got this guy that's in jail right now because he reported on what's going on with the Muslim issue, right? Nine out of 10 crimes went unsolved in 2016 and 2017, a drop of 25%. In Manchester, less than 6% of crimes were solved. In Trafford, none were. Of more than 50,000 robberies, only 5.7% were solved, and less than 12% of violent and sexual crimes were solved. And the reason why I put that under Islam is because a vast majority of it is being done by them. Okay, Telegraph. This is a smart one. I'm sure some of you have heard this. If you haven't, this is this is a smart judge here. They've banned guns in uh, Saudi Arabia. I'm sorry, in uh, England, right? Everybody knows that. Well, they've started to say you can't have knives in England anymore. Well, guess what? This judge has ruled. Knives are too sharp, and filing them down is a solution to soaring violent crime. The judge says, yeah. Judges proposed a nationwide program to file down the points of kitchen knives as a solution to the country's soaring knife crime epidemic. I guarantee you that he is a liberal. I absolutely guarantee you. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. You think that the guys with the guns or the knives are going to walk in and say, I need to have this filed down. I'm killing too many people with it. It's crazy. Mongolia News Today. Premium Times. Mongolia bans civil servants from using social network sites at work. Ooh, it's new times in Mongolia. Mongolian ban targeting civil servants on the use of social network sites, including Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, while at work has come into force, according to the government. It is intended to prevent cyber attacks and to ensure the safety of government information networks. I think it's probably to keep people uh, productive while they're working, and they've used that as the excuse. Mongolia's General Intelligence Agency will help monitor the ban's implementation. They're getting strict in Mongolia. Daniel 12 Technology. From live science, scientists have figured out how to 3D print part of the human eye. Very cool. Yeah, researchers at the University of Newcastle in England report that they managed to replicate human corneas using a 3D printer and bio-ink made from stem cells from a donor cornea. But the uh, 
printer got stolen and the police won't look for uh, the offender to uh, get it back. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see here. Yeah, it's uh, donor cornea, and then they add an alginate, which is a substance found in algae, and the protein collagen. They printed the cells in concentric circles in the shape of a cornea, then sat back to wait while the cornea grew. The cornea is one of the outer layers of the eye that's involved in both focusing light and protecting the inner eye. When a person's cornea is damaged, it can lead to blurry vision or cause a glare, according to the American Academy of Ophthalmology. Now, I know that that's true because when I was in Malaysia, I think I've said this on an update. If I haven't, it's, it's worth repeating even if. Is when I was in Malaysia, I had a cobra in my yard. Now, I didn't want to kill the thing, so I picked him up to throw him into the woods. And when I did, I picked up one of the few spitting snakes in the world. And he spit right in this eye and tore off the, or it, the acid burned off the entire cornea. So I can tell you, you have very blurred vision. But you also have a lot of pain because it is just like having acid thrown in your eye. It was a perfect shot. I mean, this guy was, I, he was this far away and he's just right in there. And uh, so anyway, um, uh, don't pick up. Cobras in Malaysia, okay? You know? Well, anyway. Whatever. Anyway, you know, it's funny because this is on eyes, and I had to have my eyes checked this week, and now I'm going to have to start wearing glasses. Not just readers, but i got to get glasses, so I'll do that. And then the next one is on uh, skin cancer, and i got a skin cancer appointment coming up. So, um, And we have a brother. I don't want to give his name because um, I don't have permission, but we have a brother that attends online that had a skin cancer check yesterday or the day before, and we want to keep him in prayer. If you know who, if not, I'll tell you after we shut off the camera. But anyway, um, the cornea can be easily transplanted from diseased donors without the compatibility issues that impact other organ transplants. But because organ donors with healthy corneas aren't very common, and because of high demand, there's a donor corneal shortage. The researchers still must ensure that human bodies won't reject them, that they'll fit properly, and that they'll work properly to focus light. So as long as that works, that's pretty wonderful. You don't need donors anymore. And so you just whip it up in an alginate solution and you inject it in your eye or whatever they do. Yahoo! AI better at finding skin cancer than doctors. Yeah, they can now have a computer check and it, it's better than your doctor. So when I go down there, I'm going to ask her to turn on her computer and have it check me. A computer was better than human dermatologists at detecting skin cancer in a study that pitted human against machine in the quest for better, faster diagnostics, researchers say. A team from Germany, the U.S., and France taught an AI system to distinguish dangerous skin lesions from benign ones, showing it more than 100,000 images. The machine was then tested against 58 dermatologists from 17 countries, shown photos of malignant uh, melanomas and benign moles. Just over half of the dermatologists were at expert level with more than five years of experience. 19% had been between two and five years experience and 29% were beginners with less than two years under their belt. On average, flesh and blood dermatologists accurately detected 86.6% of skin cancers from the images compared to 95% for the CNN. The CNN missed fewer melanomas, meaning it had a higher sensitivity than the dermatologists. It also misdiagnosed fewer benign moles as malignant melanoma. Thus, it would result in less unnecessary surgery. Good job, AI. All right, Revelation Plagues today. Mail online, one in every five young adults in the United States is an opioid overdose. One in five, yes. In 2016 alone, opioid overdoses killed an estimated 64,000 people. 
For those under 50, the powerful drugs became the leading cause of death. The study also found that one in every 65 deaths overall in the United States in 2016 was attributable to opioids. Imagine that. So there you go. I say it every time I bring up the subject, no opioids. Unless you absolutely have a doctor which is going to monitor you and you're going to have somebody that can also monitor you, I would tell them no opioids. Do not do it. This is caused by the medical profession. Whether it was intentional or unintentional is irrelevant. It has happened and it's killing people. And it's going to go right into the tribulation period. Imagine the people that are stuck on those things when the ball drops and, you know, you just, your life is wasted anyway. U.S. News. More drivers killed under the influence of drugs than alcohol. Did anybody see this one coming? Yeah. Some 22.3% of fatally injured motorists who were tested for drugs tested positive for marijuana in 2016, a figure that researchers say has increased substantially in recent years as states have legalized the drug for recreational or medicinal use, according to a new report. The finding in a study released Thursday by the Governor's Highway Safety Association was one of several regarding the growing prevalence of drugs in vehicle fatalities. The report also found that 44% of drivers killed in automobile accidents in 2016 who were tested for drugs tested positive for one or more substances, a number that was up 28% from 10 years prior. So there you go. We're going to legalize it. It's not going to harm anything. Nobody's life's going to be destroyed. It's not a gateway to other drugs. Everything has been proven false about that. New York Times. Nipah virus, dangerous and little known, spreads in India. A rare brain-damaging virus that experts consider a possible epidemic threat has broken out in the state of Kerala, India, for the first time, infecting at least 18 people and killing 17 of them. 18 and 17 died. Imagine that. The Nipah virus naturally resides in fruit bats across South and Southeast Asia and can spread to humans through contact with the animal's bodily fluids. There is no vaccine and no cure. If the virus were to spread outside of India, it would likely first appear in Dubai, where many Indians work, according to an analysis of flight patterns. Among United States airports, an infected traveler would likely arrive first at JFK Airport, which is where my daughter is flying into right now. So, morality today, mail online. Oh, by the way, Tangerine did leave. And uh, just in case anybody online is watching and is wondering what I've got in my beard. Yes, I have beads in my beard because whenever my daughter is in town, she loves to put beads in my beard. And uh, being named Tangerine, you could only expect that, right? I mean, dad was a little off when he was younger and baby unit is also a little bit off now. She loves the beads in my beard. So one more day and then I'll take him out. Thank you for those, Tangie. Let's see here. Morality today. Mail online, skirts are cool, boys are told. School bans shorts in summer in favor of gender-neutral uniform policy. Yes, Chilton Edge Secondary School in Oxfordshire bans boys from wearing shorts. It insists that those who don't want to wear trousers must opt for skirts instead. Yeah, absolutely. New, now, the Brits have always worn skirts. You see the Scots and, you know, and whatever, Celts and yeah, all that kind of stuff. They, and so it's very popular to wear skirts in England anyway. If you look at a lot of these schools that they have, the kids are wearing. But it used to be if you don't want to wear a skirt, you could wear shorts. Now it is no more shorts. That is not gender friendly. And so 
only skirts. So they're getting a little bit limp in their hand over in England right now. Um, I won't explain what I mean with that in case somebody... Yes, I will. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's see here. So uh, let's see. Your new uniform policy stipulates a trousers or skirts only policy, which was backed by the head teacher. I am pretty sure that the trousers policy is going to disappear pretty soon. What they're going to say is if you want to wear a skirt and you want to have your legs warm during the winter, you've got to wear stockings. That'll be my guess. Oh. I, I, I know that sounds crazy, but look at what we've been going through already. It's, we can't have anybody being an individual. There's a choice in that. Yeah, yeah where's the choice in that? From the Washington Post. The Supreme Court dismissed a lower court's decision that allowed an illegal immigrant teenager to obtain an abortion over the protests of the Trump admin. In other words, they sided with Trump. Too late for the baby, though. That one is dead. But now they can say, you're an illegal. We're not paying for that. Okay, CNN. Supreme Court rules for Colorado Baker and same-sex wedding cake case. You probably heard it, but if you haven't, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of a Colorado Baker who refused to bake a cake to celebrate the marriage of a same-sex couple because of a religious objection. The court held that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission showed hostility toward the Baker based on his religious beliefs. This ruling leaves unsettled the broader constitutional questions on religious liberty. But you know that when somebody says that we don't want Christians or we don't want NRA people in here, we've always just said, okay, we're not going there. It's been a one-sided thing. Now it is both sides. We do not have to make cakes for queers anymore. Okay? From, yeah, drove 160 miles to get yes, applause. 160 miles to get his cake? I don't know, but that sounds about right. Oh, is that, so they went 160 miles just to get their cake so that they could put him out of business. That's what it was. But they have now done away with that. Christian News, let's see here. Hawaii governor signs bill banning help for homosexual youth, claims sexual orientation is not an illness. The demon rat governor of Hawaii has signed a bill banning professional counselors from helping struggling youth resist homosexual feelings. So you can't counsel them at all. It is now against the law. Um, engage in, here's what the Senate Bill 270 says, no person who is licensed to provide professional counseling shall, one, engage in or attempt to engage in sexual orientation change efforts on a person under 18 years of age. Even if they want it, they're not allowed to. Two, advertise the offering of sexual orientation change efforts on a person under 18 years of age, which means you can't offer it at all in their, your window because if an 18-year-old or under sees it, you can be sued. So they have completely stifled free speech for these people that want to help people, get them out of something crazy. Let's see here. Any person who is licensed to provide professional counseling who engages in or attempts to engage in the offering of sexual orientation change efforts on a person under 18 years of age shall be subject to disciplinary action by the appropriate professional licensing authority. You'll lose your license first, and much more will be coming after you, I'm sure, if you do this. From 9 to 5, Mac. Mac is your Mac computer. Apple introduces new Apple Watch Pride Band, available today. Get yours, kids. From NBC, President Trump misses LGBTQ LMNOP Pride Month once again. Good job, President Trump. Our other category, Fox. U.S. becoming more energy independent on path to becoming the biggest oil producer in the world. We've made OPEC relatively irrelevant, says Kathleen Sagama, president of the Western Energy Alliance. 
If OPEC is going to clamp back on their production in an attempt to control prices, they're not going to be able to do it because the American producer will just produce more. The fact that the U.S. is now a major exporter has other ramifications as well, according to Tom Petrie, an industry expert. There was a point, if you go back a decade or two, where half of our true deficit was attributable to our energy imports, one half of it. That's whittled down to the point where it's almost disappeared now. Surprisingly, the boom in U.S. production owes a lot to OPEC leader Saudi Arabia's attempt to crush the American shale boom by saturating the market and driving prices too low for U.S. producers to compete. Many American jobs were lost and some companies went belly up. But Petrie said the survivors refined their methods and technology and brought their cost structure down. And it came down much more rapidly than OPEC could bring it down. And so the bottom line was they blinked before we did. The price of oil has now risen from about $40 a barrel to $70, a level at which American companies can now comfortably compete. People are moaning over the higher gas prices when they don't realize that this is actually helping our economy. We're getting benefits in other ways by having that price up a little bit, and it's not that much. I heard this, maybe I said it in a prophecy update or maybe on a Bible study that people were whining in the news about the... um, Travel over Memorial Day was supposed to drop significantly because the gas price has gone up, and they've gone up 20 cents. Now, if you figure you drive 1,000 miles, 20 cents a gallon, and it's, um, let's see, 20 miles to the gallon, 1,000 would be $50. If you can't afford $50, you're not going to be going to a hotel anyway. You're going to be sleeping in your car, so you should probably stay home, right? I may have calculated that wrong. Please don't send me a calculation. But you understand, it's a very small amount, okay? And that's 1,000 miles. Most people are traveling a couple hundred or whatever. It's not that much. But if you took the If you took the tax off of gas, you'd be down to almost nothing. That's right. But I want you to know that this is actually a help for our economy. Our president is doing right things. He's making right moves. Our previous president almost ruined this nation. We're starting to get back on track. Once again, I say it every week. The economy may collapse tomorrow. What was that guy's name? Stephen Colbert wanted it to. He said, I I think it was him. He said, I want it to collapse so that Trump will take the blame. Good job, peanut head. Anyway, it was him or one of those guys like him. Anyway, Breitbart. Texas governor unveils a plan for armed veterans in schools. Okay. Before I go on, I would have said the same thing about our previous president. If the economy collapsed and he was to blame for it, it wouldn't have bothered me a bit. So I got to be fair on that. But it's just, you know, the guy's doing great things and he's making the country great and they hate it. I'll read that title again so you know where we are. Texas governor unveils plan for armed veterans in schools. Good job. Governor Greg Abbott's security plan in response to the Santa Fe High School attack includes placing armed veterans in Texas schools for defense of students and teachers. The plan calls for a greater law enforcement presence throughout Texas schools by all means necessary. This includes having officers use schools as a stop for breaks, lunch, or to file reports. Abbott's plan also asks schools to provide office space for a local or state law enforcement official to work from. He is asking the state to consider grants to help schools offset the cost of providing such space and accommodating a great law enforcement presence. Abbott's plan also focuses on the use of retired police officers and employing veterans to serve as armed patrols in Texas schools. Very wise. I guarantee you that Austin and Houston, some of these liberal places are saying, we're not going to do that. Well, guess where the the kids are going to get killed, right? From the uh, Washington Examiner, black unemployment rate hits new record low in May. 
Black unemployment fell sharply from 5.9%, beating out the 6.6% record low that was set a month earlier. The unemployment rate for Hispanic workers hit a new record low in April at 4.8%, but it rose slightly to 4.9% in May. The total unemployment rate for white workers dropped from 3.6% to 3.5%. The total, so the blacks are the ones that benefited the most out of this, is what it's saying. The total unemployment rate for all workers fell to 3.8% from 3.9% in April. Good job, President Trump. That made all of the main news, I'm sure. All of it. Okay. Daily Wire. More winning. More winning. Costco raising hourly wages for over 130,000 employees, right? Oh, it's just peanuts, according to Nancy Pelosi. And that's because of tax cuts. Yeah, crumbs. Thank you. Costco announced it would raise the hourly wage for 130,000 of its American employees. CEO Richard Galanti, while discussing the company's fiscal third quarter earnings, said that starting wages for employees would be raised $1 an hour to $14.50 an hour, while other hourly wages would be hiked $0.25 to $0.50 an hour. He acknowledged that the tax cuts would garner Costco an additional $300 million a year. So that was solely due to our president. Even the Republicans didn't want to get on board at first. They had no choice, and he pulled them along, and they went. It's solely at his doing, and they are now passing that on to their employees, exactly as Trump said would happen. ABC. You, I'm sure you heard of this, but I'm still going to read it in case you didn't hear of it. I'm so upset about it. It's so stupid. Miss America is scrapping its swimsuit competition. Oh, yeah. Will no longer judge based on physical appearance. <laughs> then why have anything at all? Why have anything at all? There you go. Less says. Now I want you to know before I give these less ricks. Less does not always agree with the ones that I send him. I want you to do a less rick on this, or I give him a couple options. He doesn't always agree with them, so I'm not putting him in a spot where he agrees with my comments about Jesse Duplantis. I just asked him to do a less rick. He did it. I want you to know that because Les is an upstanding guy and he may disagree with me. So, just so you know. There are some that think Jesse's uncouth. They do not think he speaks the plain P-L-A-N-E truth. They believe that his wealth, like the airplane, is stealth. That the giving lines long in the tooth. Good job, Les. Okay. And then a little bit odd today. They're really not ironic, but they are odd. From Mail Online, Swedish mother renames her son to match her botched tattoo after tattoo turns Kevin into Kelvin. See, she, yeah, never get a tattoo. If you want to, if you want to know one reason to not get a tattoo, I'll tell you right now. Go online and just type in botched tattoos, and you will see people that have had their lives ruined. I mean, literally, some of those tattoos that are botched are so horrifying, you wouldn't believe it. Names wrong, words wrong, you know. Uh, it, and they must look wonderful. They look, like yeah, when you're 90. Old. Well, it may sag out the part that's wrong. The L may go away, and then he can get his real name back. I don't know. Anyway. Calvinist? Yeah, Calvinist. Yeah, Calvinist. Very good. Okay, one more. I got it from Mail Online. This is good news. Now, I want to tell you, I sat next to a lady on the way home from... Uh, Texas to Sarasota when I was coming back from Washington and she had one of those dogs the comfort dogs anybody can get one for any reason but hers was a really nice dog we got along well anyway but here we go mail online American Airlines moves to ban insects hedgehogs and goats 
as emotional support animals. Yes, people have them. But but miniature horses are still okay. Yes, you can still bring your miniature horse as a comfort animal on American Airlines. So such is the world we live in. And so from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.